Hey kids, it's your buddy Peter. It's June 1st at around 2.45 in the afternoon. I'm putting the finishing touches on episode 87 of Scotch and Good Conversation. It's our interview with Mitch McElroy, if you're not familiar with him. He is the man behind the American Combat Club. And if you're trying to get an idea of what Mitch looks like and you haven't seen him on my Facebook page or the website, picture the most interesting man in the world and then picture a stronger, smarter, faster, more interesting version, and then you got Mitch. He came in, he told stories, he entertained me, he enlightened me and educated me, and he will you also. So stick around, I got a couple business things I gotta get out of the way first. Orlando Weekly Best of 2017, it's happening right now, the nomination process is happening. If you haven't voted, I would love for you to vote for Scotch and Good Conversation as Best Local Orlando Podcast. We won second last year. I would love to win second this year. Go over to orlandoweekly.com, hit the Best of Orlando tab, hit the Local Color tab, and vote for Scatching Good Conversation as the second best podcast in Orlando. The nomination ends on July 2nd, and then the actual contest starts up on, again on July 12th. So I'll start bugging you again about this if I'm nominated. If you voted already and you voted for us, thank you. If you're going to vote for us, thank you. I love you. Second thing, this is a little more exciting, especially for you. We've got stickers. We've been asked about stickers. We've been asked about t-shirts. We're making t-shirts. We have stickers. They're being printed right now as I speak. There's two ways you can get them. If you're the cheap person and you don't love me so much and you like cheap free things, go over to scotchandgoodconversation at gmail.com and you can send us an email and write, hey Pete, I'm sorry I'm so cheap, but uh, I'd like a free sticker and I will send you one. It might take me a little while, I'll get you one. I might even include a note and say, hey, I love you, cheap guy, cheap girl. Here's your free sticker. Uh, if you're, maybe this is a little better than the cheap people, go over to uh, scotchandgoodconversation.com and I've installed a donate button. And what you can do is just donate what you think a sticker and an envelope and a handwritten note that's written with love is worth and donate that. A buck five bucks, a hundred bucks, a thousand bucks, whatever you think it's worth, just to cover the cost of the printing, the envelope, the stamp, my love. Either way, the cheap way, the the way where you help us out a little bit, either one works. I still love you, but uh, free stickers and there's t-shirts on the way. Uh, what else we got going on? Saturday, June 3rd, we're going over to the coast. We're going to be a guest on the Burn It Down show. If you're not familiar with them, get familiar with them. They're doing it. They've been doing it for a while, and they do it very, very well. They are funny. We're just going to sit in for just one little segment, hang out, say hi, and then we're going to bolt and go hang out in Coco. Uh, but check them out. I will put a link in the show notes to the show, and I'll put a link on the on my pages you know where to go sunday june 4th uncomfortable brunch josh martin came in he on episode like uh, 30 something my dog barked at him if i remember correctly and he does a thing called uncomfortable brunch here in town here's the idea you're hungover on a sunday morning you go over to will's pub you have like a like a some eggs you have some toast you have a mimosa and you sit down and watch a very disturbing film and everybody in the room gets uncomfortable and you're the better person for it it is uh june 4th at i don't know like 11 i think just go to uncomfortable brunch on facebook you'll figure it out he's a good guy and it's fun they're showing world's greatest dad if you're not familiar with 
that film, it's starring Robin Williams. And I know what you're saying. Robin Williams, he was in Patch Adams. He's charming. He's, he's just a great guy. This is a really mildly disturbing film. It's about autoerotic asphyxiation and the death of a teenager and just a very, very, very wrong bad person so check that out the june 4th uh odds are i will be there also on june 16th about two weeks from now the kids over at the ono radio show you know them you love them they're celebrating their 300th episode with a bowling tournament and i know that sounds weird like some of the best local podcasts are getting together with the kids from the ono radio show and we're having a bowling tournament uh swervy jones show Burn It Down Show, What's the Fuss, Semantics, BYOCB, and of course, Scotch and Good Conversation are all going to be in a bowling tournament. We're going to be teamed up with those kooky kids from What's the Fuss, and I'm going to tell you right now, I am bad at bowling, and if I didn't love all those other people so much, I probably wouldn't go to this because I'm pretty antisocial. I'm going to go out there, I'm going to try my very hardest, and I'm going to drink a lot. We should probably have a drinking contest. That's what we should do. But I don't get to choose these things. Uh, come out and support your local favorite podcast, even if it's not me. Come say hi. Come have a drink. Come get a sticker. I'll have stacks of stickers in my hands. I'll give you a big old hug. And congratulate the kids from the Ono Radio Show. It's June 16th from 8 to 11 Colonial Lanes. Uh, smack dab in the middle of Orlando. They have a great bar. Go in there, have a drink, then come hang out with us. And uh, I think that's it. Oh, uh, we got a brand new sponsor. And we don't talk about it on this podcast because we didn't have the sponsor when I recorded this. La Femme du Fromage, located at the East End Market at 3810 Kareen Drive, right up the street from Red Light, Red Light. They're Orlando's premier cheese shop. And their whole mission on earth is to educate you in cheeses. Farmsteaded, uh, handcrafted artisan cheeses from around the world. Go in East End, get yourself a beer, get yourself a cup of coffee, get a cookie, and then go visit the people over at La Femme du Fromage. And you can sit in the shop and eat, and they will tell you about cheeses and educate you, or they can build you like a little box to take home, and you get a, a bottle of wine, and you have just a romantic evening. La Femme du Fromage, they're our, they're our new sponsor. We love them. Uh, please, please, please tell them that uh, we sent you. That would make me real happy. Also, go to Red Light. Of course, they're open all the time, and we love them. Mention Scotch and Good Conversation and Bama Pama Vintage, best vintage menswear in the entire world. You guys, thank you so much. Uh, this is a good one. Mitch McElroy, American Combat Club. He's the most interesting man in the world. You kids, I love you. Thank you so much. Peace. Take care. Be nice to each other. Bye-bye. Thank you very much for checking out episode 87 of Scotch and Good Conversation. I am your host and my name is Peter and we are like a weekly hangout, interviewee, excuse to drink, podcast, get together type thing. Here's what we do. Um, we find interesting people, usually local Orlando people. 
We invite them in, we lube them up with some liquor, we turn off our cell phones, we turn off our computers, and we talk. And we hang out and we question each other and hopefully it becomes a conversation and hopefully you find it mildly interesting at least. If you like it, if you dig it, here's what you do. You go over to scotchandgoodconversation.com and you can find every single one of our past episodes. We're on iTunes. I think that's it. We're working on getting all the other platforms, but computers are confusing and I don't understand them. They piss me off. If you want to get involved, that'd be great. You can give us a call. 407-965-5557. That's 407-965-3577. You can email us if the phone's not your thing at scotchandcoodconversation at gmail.com. Uh, of course, we're on Facebook, uh, Instagram, Twitter, we got a Facebook group. Go in there, get involved. Uh, you can ask questions. You can take part in little surveys. It's just the normal Facebook bullshit. Uh, sponsor, Red Light, Red Light Beer Parlor. They're the best damn beer bar possibly in the world. Uh, definitely in Florida, possibly in the United States. They got 26 rotating tabs of craft goodness. They have two traditional beer engines for cask conditioned ales. 300 plus bottles and cans, award-winning in-house brewing. They're located at 2810 Kareen Drive in beautiful Audubon Park. Uh, go in there and tell them that Scotching Good Conversations sent you. That was simple and easy. I nailed the hell out of that one. Uh, we have our guest tonight, uh, Mr. Mitch McElroy. Did I say that correct? Yeah. Okay, good. Close it, enough. I get I get frightened by last names. I don't know why my last name is Von Taborski, and it's frequently butchered. Uh, yeah, so, it's McElroy, McElroy. It doesn't matter. Uh, you go, you have a, well, we'll get into that. I was going to say you have a nickname, too, which is very cool. You said you hadn't listened to the podcast. That's cool. I kind of like that and kind of don't like it. I'd rather be a listener, but I kind of also like the fact that you have no idea what's going to happen. Um, what I'm going to do is I'm going to tell you three things that I know about you. I'm ready. All right, good. Uh, first thing I know about you is you actually have a nickname. It's uh, what? It's uh, what? What is it? Um, I think I wrote it down. Where'd it go? Merciless. Thank you, Merciless. I didn't yeah. write it down. You're also going to learn that I'm not very good at this. Merciless. Why? Why do you have that nickname? Because because you can beat people up, right? No, no, you not can. at all. I you can I used to up. teach. Uh, I can, but I I wouldn't. <laughs> okay, I uh, not unless I get snotty. Yeah, I, I teach I teach martial arts, and uh, I've been uh, practicing martial arts for uh, around. Uh, 18 or 19 years now and cool. um, I got it in in the way I had trained at the time okay are you so, still merciless? But nobody likes their nickname. You know what I mean? No, I, 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 I don't feel name. like I ever was. I just feel like I was I very competitive. Enjoy my nickname, Mr. Big Penis, isn't a bad nickname yeah, to have. Yeah, it's pretty good. I know, right? Well, you know, it's what the ladies call me. Uh, so uh, you you have a uh, a, a place. What, what would we call it? Is it a, a studio? What is I have a, a Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu or MMA gym. Okay, um, it's a gym. Boxing gym. Okay. Yeah, it's, uh, mixed martial arts is a, is a conglomerate of martial arts. So if you ha I have a mixed martial arts gym, but okay. we teach Brazilian jiu-jitsu, freestyle wrestling, folk wrestling, Greco-Roman wrestling, uh, boxing, kickboxing. Uh, we have influences in Muay Thai, um, some bastardized judo. <laughs> bastardized judo uh, is a good name yeah. for a band. Yeah. <laughs> um, and you're you're a black belt, is that correct? Yeah, correct. That's uh, hard? I imagine that's really hard, right? I, it took some time, and, <laughs> and I'd sacrificed some body parts. I have a funny feeling you're, yeah. you're making it sound easier than it is. Uh, you love what you do, though. I'm, I'm assuming you really dig it. Stuff. Every day of it, yeah. yeah I, I was uh, talking to you like a couple of minutes ago, and... Um, this is going to come out in about a month. Uh, so two or three podcasts before this one, uh, John the Barber from Liberty Barbershop 
uh, I asked him who who I knew or who he knew that I didn't know who should be on the podcast, and he said Mitch should come in here. And he left, and two minutes later, I got a text from you. So you're the champion in getting at me quickly. Thank you very much. I appreciate it. Oh, uh, no problem, man. Uh, where where is your gym located? Uh, we're on uh, West Church Street, just a block from the new soccer stadium. Oh, that's convenient. Yeah, it is. It's yeah. very it's very close. It's uh, downtown. Uh, we were one of the first businesses to move into the area Good when we uh, started to talk about uh, revitalizing it. Um, uh, it's been great. The neighborhood's been great to us. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the soccer stadium's been great. You yeah, know? I mean, yeah. every everything everything about the move really worked out for us pretty well. Is that your first place, or have you been? No, we've been in business ten years. Good for you. Um, we started in a two car garage and worked our way up through uh, about six thousand square feet. Now and we're oh. adding another four thousand. Outstanding. Yeah, that, that's that's very cool. Thank you very much. And you uh, you do uh, you you have children's classes? I think I saw right. Yeah, we have some kids' classes. We just started that program. Uh, we have um, circuit training. We have uh, everything. I mean, it's really a gem for anybody that wants to improve themselves in one way or another, whether it's fitness level or martial arts. That's cool. And really, it's it's pretty fulfilling. I mean, it's um, I I. You think of it as being so, but it it's fulfilling in a lot of other ways because you end up with personal relationships within the gym also. I mean, you have people that come and go, and then you have people that hang out for a while, and then you have people that have spent 10 years working out with you and training under you and learning your style. So it's... it's Fulfilling in a lot of different ways. Watching somebody lose 35 pounds is great. Yeah. And, and, you know, you hope they stay. And if they stay, it's cool, you know, and, and you really enjoy that. And then you have guys that have literally slaved under your martial arts system, broken themselves, uh, had surgeries, yeah, come back. Bounce back. Yeah. And then they're still there 10 years later. And, and, you know, that's cool. You've literally changed awesome. lives. Yeah, kind of. Yeah, yeah. Way. I think you're you know, putting it nicely. Way, you do yeah. change lives. You affect people on a positive level. No, I, I dig that. I do my best. Yeah, good for you. Uh, I know uh, uh, John the Barber said very, very, very nice things about you. Yeah, we're great friends. He's a good dude. Good friends. Yeah, yeah for that, a while. that one comes out. Uh, well, it's it's going to be in the past when this comes out, but it comes out uh, not this coming week. Not. Not Friday, but the Friday after that. So listen, that'll be a good place to start for you to listen nah, to the I'll, podcast. That'll be the first one for That's sure. That's very cool. Okay, the second thing I know about you is you've spent some time in the bar industry. Yeah. Are you still in the bar industry? No. No? no. You, you've worked at some impressive bars here in town. Uh, I-Bar, Independent Bar. Independent Bar, nine years. Uh, uh, Cairo for five years. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah. And, uh, and Knock Knock for a year. Knock, and I, I got Courtesy on here, too. Uh, courtesy, yeah. I was at the Courtesy Bar for about three years. Uh, you were a bartender or just hanging out? I bar-backed. Security? I always bar-backed yeah. and, and helped security or <laughs> you know assisted security. I think I'm, I'm going to ask you to be the Scotch a Good Conversation security guy. I need one. Hey man, anytime. Yeah. Yeah. Anytime. People want to kick my ass on a regular basis. <laughs> I, I, I can be jading, I think. Uh, you and me both. Did you like it? I kind of have a love, because I worked in the bar industry for a hot minute. Oh yeah, where? Uh, I, I DJed for a little while. Yeah. No place good. Yeah. Just oh, CD. I didn't work any place good. I worked at what? Uh, Janie, Janie Max out by Alafea. <laughs> Uh, and that turned into Devaney's too. I think that I, was I, all frat bars and stuff. I think I went in Devaney's by accident once. Uh, yeah, did yeah. you ever? Did you ever know uh, Jake Kelakipi? D 
DJ DJ I, Jake and I, Raj. I think I know that name actually. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, he he DJed at Cairo for probably the five years that I worked there. I think I might have danced at Cairo. You guys used to do like an '80s or industrial night or something. Yeah, on and, on Sundays. Yeah, I think I might have gone and danced to front two. Eric Dennison did that. Night. Okay, so that, yeah, that sounds exactly right. Yeah, that was a that was a big spacious bar that sort of disappeared. Well, I, I got old and stopped going. So I, yeah, I, it, well, it got hood, and then that that definitely. <laughs> Uh, I'm, I'm getting good also yeah, yeah. That, that definitely you know made it a little more difficult for people to go and have a good time the, uh, and then, you know that's the problem with a lot of the downtown nightclubs in my opinion is that it when they start to lose control of the crowd you know the place becomes a vacuum yep and and we um, you have a hard time and, and especially with cameras and everything I mean there's no cowboys and Indians anymore so it's really difficult to like have a security guard and then give him the freedom to do what he's in a supposed lot to of do yeah cases what he has to do to get somebody out who's technically dangerous yep making problems and yeah, yeah. And, you know and then everything that we see on camera now is, you know is so jaded and so edited even off cell phones that like you know, it you can turn anything it around. Turns everything around. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, oh, man. I cameras are the problem of the world, in, my, in one of my opinions. You know, I'm in, I'm in. They can be. I, I'm I'm inclined to agree with you, but I do like the fact that on some level they might be keeping us a little bit safer too. And I'm talking about cops and stuff like that. Uh, I don't know. I, I it, it's it's a weird thing because I remember when I there were no computers, and now I have one here. I literally have like it's a phone, which is essentially a computer in my lap. Up only up until recently did I not do this on paper. My my show notes. It was on an iPad. Uh, yeah, I mean, know. we will. You know, and that's that's something else that you know that could be a whole other conversation for a really long time. <laughs> um, know, I'm not a technolo- I'm not a technology fan at all. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I appreciate technology and, you know, like we were talking about cameras, you know, cameras and parks, yeah. you know, a great idea. Uh, you know, if someone gets hurt, someone, if someone gets hurt, it'd be much more efficient to have the ability for a park ranger, a law officer, whatever, to be able to monitor that area. Because if it was just even an accident, but no one's around for a while, there might be someone that could come them. around Absolutely. and help them. You know, yes, that's sir. a great idea, you know, yeah. inside buildings or banks and things, awesome ideas, you know. Traffic lights, it's you know, yeah, because you know, it's who's driving my car, but really, like on every phone, on everything that we carry, we just have this convenience of like taking a picture of ourselves is what it's supposed to be for, yeah. But what it ends up being is like videoing somebody who's who's wasted laying out on the ground or an accident, a fist fight in the corner. My favorite is the is the people that video animals. That have been struck by cars. Oh God! Ooh, with the that. other animal hovering over them, oh, you know, and you no. see that, yeah, and it's like heart wrenching, and and you and you watch these videos that people post on on Facebook and and you know whatever, and it's like, dude, why don't you like put the camera down and help the dog? Yeah, he, like get the other one out of the road at least. Here, here's something dying, and here's <laughs> something, watch, and something gotta, that's heartbroken next to it. How many views I'll get? Oh fuck those people! I've never seen that, and I, I don't think I could look. Oh man, because I mean, you just met my dog, and you you understand, I, I'm that's my child. Yeah, that like she literally. She has she she eats better quality food than I do. She has better health care than I do. She she goes like if we go out of town, she stays in a better hotel than I do. Right. Like she's she's my kid. I don't have kids, so 
I don't have to send her to college in the end, so that that's kind of cool. The third thing I know about you is you're from Louisville. I am from from Louisville. Louisville, Louisville. Yeah, yeah, from for sure. My uh, uh, wife has family there, and I. She went a couple times before we got married. And she came back and said, Louisville's kind of hip. And I was like, there's no fucking way Louisville's hip. It's, it can't be hip. It's Kentucky. And, and uh, it's pretty hip. Oh, yeah, it's, it's awesome, man. Yeah, when, when, uh, when, when did you get here? I moved here um, in 1998. Okay. Um, I moved here uh, to go to flight school, actually. And I, get the fuck out of here. Yeah, I went down yeah. to, I already had a private pilot's license, and I went to uh, flight safety in Vero Beach and lived in Melbourne. <laughs> okay, I, I, I grew up in Port Pierce, Port St. Lucie, so I'm very familiar with Vero. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. 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 I, yeah I, went to, I went to, it's something. Well, Vero's it, nice. It's, Vero's, it, Vero is in nice Vero. neighborhood. You go south nice. of Vero for 25 miles and it's terrible. Yeah. 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 yeah and I mean, north of it is, in some places isn't yeah, yeah. great, but it's, I mean, it's improving. And, but at, uh, Good beaches. Great beaches. I know, right? I interrupted. I'm sorry. And, Flight school. And private beaches. Yeah, I know. You know, even yeah. for like, yeah, it's it's shocking for what you can get in Florida sometimes. My wife and I found some beaches that were the only ones hanging out. I, I love that. that this, and you're like, dude, I could be in Tahiti right now. What would be the difference? I think the last episode uh, before this one, I, I talked about going to the beaches in Fort Pierce. And it, I mean, this is a while ago. This is the 90s when I used to kind of still live down there it, it wouldn't be uncommon to find a beach in Fort Pierce that you wouldn't see anybody other than maybe a guy with a fishing pole walking up the beach for the entire for six hours and and of course there was a power plant like 200 yards away from yeah. the, a nuclear power plant but I was rolling to risk it to yeah to, I mean it's, yeah. It's, there's nothing better than that yeah it, but yeah it's, flight it's the reason we, we moved to Florida flight school you went to Florida you, flight you went to, school is the reason I moved to Florida yeah and I uh I went to flight school. I got done in a year. Uh -huh. I really crushed it. I um, I spent uh, a lot of uh, a lot of man hours, really trying to get as much of it done as I possibly could in the fastest time I could. That seems reckless. And I uh, I well, I was a little reckless for a little while. Get out of here. Um, yeah. <laughs> I uh, so I. In the meantime, I kind of needed an outlet, and I had already discovered uh, Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu when I was in um, Kentucky, okay. back in Louisville. And I uh, then discovered Jiu-Jitsu here in Orlando, and really it was the only place to go at the time. And I started doing both. So okay. I was in flight school, and uh, then I was coming to Orlando to do Jiu-Jitsu. Uh, when I finally um, graduated from flight school I needed to get a job and then that's what moved me to Orlando so really I moved here in 98 but I moved to Melbourne okay. and then I moved to Orlando in around 99 and when was the last time you flew a plane uh, you don't own a plane do you because I no. think you might be the most interesting man in the world if you own a plane no. okay no, I don't own an airplane okay um, we should get one. I would love one yeah you know it's they're not that expensive if depending on what you want yeah oh, what a I, um, I I I um, I got to her when I got to Orlando. I don't remember which question was you described. Uh, uh, I'm sorry, that's what I do. Yeah, it, it, yeah. I'm sorry, I, I interrupt a lot. I apologize. No, that's quite all right. Um, when was the last time you flew a plane? Oh, last time I flew a plane, I took my wife up. Um, well, that's really romantic. I, I took my wife up right before we got married, so it's been almost three years ago. Oh, and uh, I'd gone up with a friend. Um, because I hadn't been current. Yeah. Before that, it had been about ten years. Okay. Um, but you know, he he was uh, 
a current private pilot yeah kind of you know let me pretty much take control of everything uh, i had had about 2300 hours when i stopped flying so I had, it wasn't so difficult to pick back up and we basically took up a cessna 172 which is a very basic trainer okay in most cases yeah yeah um so it was it was like getting back behind the Do you car you've driven before I, I you know like i mean i i've flown a lot of 172s and one 182s i feel like that would be something you could miss like I, that, that's it if that's in your heart like getting up there and I'm, oh i want it back yeah. i just i was uh i kind of you know if i was ever to write a book about myself it would be called the hard way what? i uh i yeah. pretty much took all the hardest jobs that i possibly could in life and flying was no exception i went from uh flight instructing to uh ferrying aircraft and repossessing aircraft and then john mentioned that you're a cowboy i wouldn't say i was a cowboy i would definitely say that i was uh i you know i i don't have a i don't have like a really high fear ratio you know and that can be a problem, you know. I mean, I, that I've, sounds so dangerous. Yeah, I rode, I rode a, you know, I rode a motorcycle for the first time, and laid it down, no problem. You know, I, <laughs> Me too. I, no, no, actually, I did. But to go ahead. Yeah, I did. <laughs> I, I did. You know, I've, uh, I've, you know, yeah. There's so many questions. Reckless. Okay. Reckless could be one way to describe me between birth uh, 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 and repossessing airplanes. Uh, what's the biggest scariest airplane like in a nutshell that you repossessed well biggest doesn't necessarily mean scariest okay. you know most expensive I, scariest the, somebody the, chasing the, you with the, guns the problem with the repossessing airplanes is that you know you don't know what you're going to get like yeah. a lot of them are voluntarily given up so okay. they're, they're in pretty good shape yeah, yeah. Um, the early on the reason I got into it was because the, the recession happened really with uh, with aviation in 99 first and um, it was kind of the first real tell to our economy dropping, but a lot of people didn't notice. But I noticed because I found a job in one, uh, ferrying airplanes for Cessna and Piper to, to uh, potential buyers. Okay. And as a flight instructor, I, it was, I was sought after to do that because someone would buy one from a dealer, the dealer would set them up with me, I would then take the airplane to them and then check them out for their insurance ride that's a cool job it was it was kind of cool yeah you know? um then i got into repossessing through the banks and and just meeting guys that also ferried they also sometimes repossessed or a lot of times those guys would repossess yeah and when i got into repossessions it was a little bit different like uh there were a lot of flight schools that we ripped off um and those were mostly voluntarily given up but sometimes they weren't the airplanes were in pretty good shape. You know, you kind of knew what you were going to get when you got there. Um, and then there were private-owned airplanes, and that could be, like, hit or miss. Yeah. You could show up, and it's you would know what the airplane was. And you would be familiarized with the airplane yeah, to some degree. Yeah, some sort of dossier, I but guess. But yeah. um, when you would show up, you wouldn't know, honestly, what condition the airplane was in until you laid eyes and hands on it you gotta check it out and you have to check it right out. yeah you know and i mean i've i've walked up to airplanes that had flat tires and 
you know, the plexiglass windshields kind of been sun beaten and battered and it smells like mildew on the inside. And, and you're like, dude, I don't know. Do people you know? deliberately sabotage the airplanes when people when the repo guys? I don't come? think so. Okay. I don't I don't think any it's generally anything more than neglect. Yeah. Well, in my case. Yeah. In my Good. case. I don't you're, know. You're really you know, I, I, there's some repo TV show. I watched one episode of I was like, man, this is bullshit. You know, like, like there's nobody. I watched that you're show. Not, you're not running around. <laughs> Hopping fences. You, you walk right on the airport, man. You walk right on the airport. The airplane's there. The owner's not there. Yeah. If I was repossessing an airplane, which I never did, but if I was repossessing an airplane from a, a, a fly-in community uh-huh. where it's a community of people that live around a private airport that have their own private planes there, so, I so. can imagine you might have to sneak on. If John Travolta, that, that kind of thing. Yeah. yeah. If, you, if they didn't voluntarily give it up, you would probably have to sneak on. But there was so much work in, in that time because we were going into a recession. You know, everybody, really- everybody was failing. And, and it, then honestly, like, it was funny because I went from flying to laying concrete block. When, when I got to the point that flying had been, I had taken so many risks yeah, yeah. that I started to realize that it really, and I was, you know, roughly 28 when I stopped, 20, 22 when I started flying for work, and uh, 19 when I first started flying. Um, when I when I got to the end of flying, it was kind of like, man, this is going to catch up to me. What it's I'm a, doing, it's and I need to get game. another yeah. job. Yeah. But all the other jobs got va- vacuumed out by the recession. Okay, so it was you were kind of floating between these like corporate jobs, which you know they, they were they were good paying jobs, and they weren't they weren't a bad job to have, but it wasn't really a schedule that I liked. I didn't like working for somebody a week. And being at their beck and call for a week oh, yeah. and then having a week off. Yeah. It sounds great. One week on, one week off, you know. But when it's the one week on, like, you're not around any of your friends or family ever. You know, you're around people that you may not even really get along. Yeah. yeah. So when I got out, I went into then laying concrete block and uh, working for a friend just to, just to have a, a break in life, something different. And, um, uh, I worked for four years in laying concrete block, and Goodness the, the fourth year was 2008. And when I got out, I got out before the the bust really yeah. happened. But when the bust happened, it was like, man, it was like, fuck, I saw that coming. Your timing was good, dude. I saw, but I saw the coming yeah. the whole time. It was like, it was like, dude, this happened in '99. Yeah, everybody's talking about this recession being now. <laughs> And it's like, it happened in 99. It happened before 2001. It happened before all that bullshit. You've you've had an interesting life so far, right? Oh, man. You you only have like a fucking percent. (laughs) I'm telling you. What was the name of your book? Taking the Hard Way? The Hard Way. Are you going to write a book? I should should dictate it. I don't know that I could write it. I'm I'm kind of a mongoloid. (laughs) Honestly, dude, I I am horrible at... Take a look at my website someday. It's riddled with misspelled words. Um, I think that's it. I'm, I'm gonna actually no. Uh, top three, uh, top three bands. Quick, go. Bands or singer oh, songwriters. Man, that's hard. Music that's the, right that, now. There, there are, and keep in mind there are no wrong answers. Okay, well I'll, I'll give my favorite album first. Okay. Which is uh, Suicidal Tendencies, How Can I Laugh Tomorrow When I Can't Even Smile Today. <laughs> okay, good. I like you so far. Uh, yes. That would be my my favorite album. My favorite band of all time to just sit down and listen to, and and it fits me anytime I'm anywhere. 
uh, would be Pink Floyd. Okay. I can pretty much listen to Pink Floyd anywhere, and I feel okay about it. Um, my favorite kind of music, I guess you would say, or what I prefer to listen to most often would be um, uh, stoner metal or sludge metal or whatever. <laughs> so I guess I guess you could put favorite of those bands would be somewhere between uh, Weed Eater, Electric Wizard, and the Melvins. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm familiar with Weed Eater and the Melvins. Electric Wizard? <laughs> yeah, Electric Wizard's great. Yeah. <laughs> That's fun. Uh, uh, no. top. Hey, do you read? Do you read? You read? Yeah, I, okay, I read. Top three books, quick some, uh Top three books... Uh, emergency um, is a good book. Uh, it's uh, it's actually funny as hell, and it's a uh, I can't it's Strauss is his, is his last name. I can't remember his first name. Right That's now. cool. No no pressure. Um, uh, let's see. Uh, I would say the Art of War one hundred percent. Okay. Listen to it all the time on audiobook. Um, and with that, I would couple the Book of Five Rings. But I wouldn't. I would. That would make them one. They're like Star Wars. You know, you can't say I like Star Wars. Yeah, you, know, you like all of them um, to some degree. I'm not familiar with that one at all. Uh, what the, the, the book, book of Five, five Rings? Rings? Yeah. Oh man, it's great. Yeah. Uh, the, the Book of Five Rings is a, a book written by and about uh, kind of an autobiography of sorts. Uh, Miyamoto Musashi and Miyamoto Musashi is the most decorated duelist on in ever ever to have walked the earth um, he had a, a, I believe over 60 kills he's the only Jap, uh, Japanese person ever to have a Japanese city named after him and he was an outlaw samurai that's really cool and his book is basically about um, him and how he won duels how he would outsmart someone how he would frustrate them how he would uh even go about setting up the duel and there was a process to dueling so so in listening to this it really does give you a good tactical and strategic uh, mind frame on combat I, I feel like um, I was going to say it. I feel like it fits right in what you do for a living. Translates also well yeah. into business. I was thought, I was going. I so, was business ta- is combat. I was talking yeah. last night to someone. The, the, the podcast before this went about chess, the game of chess, and I, I like chess a lot. I'm very very bad at it. it yeah. It's it's. I'm surprised I even remember the rules most of the time. But I, I like the idea of chess and to look at it as as a battle. Yeah. And you're you're always thinking four or five moves ahead, and you're also trying to figure out what your opponent's going to do. And I, I dig the whole thing. I, that's cool. Uh, movies? You like movies? Three movies? Yeah, I like one. I got one more book. Though. Oh, did, did, did we skip one? I'm yeah, sorry. Yeah. yeah, I have one more book, uh, and. Uh, I would say that the other book would be um, The Short History of Progress. Okay. And uh, The Short History of Progress is basically about the rise and fall of civilization over and over and over and over again and why it happens and what and what the, the, the structure of um, society is and, and why it got structured that way and that the overall um, idea is control. And the overall means of control is is not money as much as it is food. And food and resources are the real control. And whoever controls the food and resources then dictates the revenue that would be 
needed for it. So, that makes sense. Yeah, I can see so, that. You know, I mean, you can eliminate money, and, what was, what was and you're still that? and you're still trading for food. Well, we, um, what was the name of that Warrington? It's called uh, the Short History of Progress. Okay. I will. I will look into that. It is fantastic. Um, movies, movies. Thank you. I'm so glad you know what's going on on my podcast. Hey, man, yeah. this is awesome. I'm <laughs> okay. having a great time. Oh, it gets what's dumber from here. Uh, yeah. Movies. Uh, that's a tough one too. F- favorite movie uh, is Cool Hand Luke. Okay. Um, I, I was uh, late onto that one. Like I didn't see that until okay. I was well into my twenties. Such a great. I know, right? Such a great. Movie. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I was—I uh, don't know if I was really late into it. I'd, I'd seen it when I was a little younger. We watched movies quite a bit because we really didn't have TV growing up. But, uh, but yeah, the um, let me see. I would say uh, Goodfellas. Okay, Goodfellas is it's on a lot of list. Movie. Yeah, um, and. Uh, Man. You know, the Shawshank Redemption. Also, the Shawshank Redemption is really badass. Beautiful movie. film, and I could see that like yeah. a thousand times. Since there are some like, off movies, though, that like uh, I like a lot that, you know, like Jacob's Ladder. And, with, uh, with the same guy from the Shawshank Redemption, yeah, right? Yeah. yeah. That, that's on my list to go back and look at again because I think that might have been a mind fuck. It's a mind fuck. It's right? a mind fuck. Yeah, yeah. Memento. Also, Memento, uh, the first time that's the tattoo guy, yeah, 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 total mind fuck, you know. And I I think some of those movies are, you know, you need it, you need a mind fuck, you kind of need to like wrap your brain around some idea and then have it just shattered in front of you. you Sometimes, what the fuck just happened is really great in a film, yeah. Uh, I gave you a task when you came here to come at me with three questions. This is the point where you ask me the first of the three questions, young man. Okay, hit me. Um, have you ever done any martial arts? No, um, coupled question with oh, it. Okay, but not yeah, one yeah. of the three. Yeah, uh, why? Um, I, I'm intrigued by the idea. I don't think I have the discipline. Um, I, sports has never been my thing at all. I I, I don't know why. I, I I think it was the the um the fear of failure. I think also I'm kind of a wimp. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> I, I think it's I think it's a great fear to tackle, you know. Yeah, no, I I, and, and yeah. I, I dig it. Like I yeah. and I also I told my wife, and we're not going to have a kids, and unless you get dog martial arts, I, I don't I don't think that we're going to put Rosie in. But uh, I think it's it would be excellent for children to to put children into martial arts and teach them about discipline and and, and physical fitness and. and uh, I think it should be in public school. I, 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 to that, be honest, I mean, that, I, I don't know why we have other sports in public school and it, we don't it, have martial arts. It, why, why we have, why we have to 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 fight to keep wrestling even in, <laughs> in high, high school, school. you know i mean yeah. why is there not in any kind of wrestling or, or martial arts of some kind in elementary school and, and middle school blows my mind it, it, even even at the most basic i mean again i don't pretend to understand martial arts at, at your level at all but even at the most basic just take care of yourself and kind of become centered kind of idea i'm, I'm assuming that's part of it I, I don't, oh yeah for yeah. sure for me i mean i when i got into it i was to lose weight i yeah. was overweight yeah I, I can't even uh, imagine you being overweight. Yeah, I was overweight. <laughs> believe it or not. Yeah. I, um, that that's a whole other story, too, man. I mean, I got, I, dude, we could. I mean, <laughs> With that repossessing eating podcast and podcast and podcast. <laughs> okay. and still scratched the shit I've been through. <laughs> the, yeah, but we, um, I was overweight and I uh, had been to the gym and I just needed some direction. I, 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 you know, going to the gym at the time, like you walk into the gym and you 
work out and lift weights yeah. on your own. Uh-huh. You might, you know, meet some gym friends and they all have a different way and a different opinion, but no one's professional. Yeah. And then the professional advice, you have to pay for it. And you and I understand paying for professional advice, but you know, why doesn't LA Fitness or or you know Gold's Gym or World's Gym or something have a weightlifting class? Because they're McDonald's. Two times a day. <laughs> because they're McDonald's. You know, because it would be a great money. way. It would be yeah. a great, yeah. But it would be a great way for their trainers to then, one, perform something during the day other than just walk around and clean up and try to sell you on getting private lessons. <laughs> yeah. And two, it would be a good icebreaker for trainers because, you know, now the trainer has to, to speak with the customer and interact with them on a group level. Yeah. Some more customers are going to go, hey, you know, I like that trainer. He's good. I wonder what he charges per hour. I, I, I can't. I think I'm doing okay for the dude. Um, ongoing theme. I'll be 50 this year. So I think I'm doing all right. Like, I, I feel, in the last two years, I feel better than I've ever felt. I, I get up and I walk three miles in the morning. And I, because my wife is smart, we eat relatively well. My, my biggest problem is beer. I'm, I'm holding up a beer yeah. can. Uh, I love and, beer. And, and I was, we were joking around. I think if I stopped drinking beer, I'd be real thin. Like I might be too thin. Right. I'm not saying that it's keeping me healthy, but uh, uh, I uh, that, that that's the problem. I I, I don't know. Like I, I I honestly don't think I'm the man for the job. I think everybody is. But <laughs> I'll tell you this. This is and this, and then we'll go on to my next question. If you put anybody in a box uh-huh. and you poke them with sticks long enough. And you leave that box unlocked, they're the man for the job. Yeah, I see. They're going to come out of there and they're going to fucking kill you. It's just the way it is. I don't like it. They're not just going to, you know what I mean? They're not just going to just run away. If somebody pushed you enough, you're going to fight back. So, really, the idea is that, you know, at some point in time, it's a good idea just to know how to fight back. Not so much that you got to be a a martial arts teacher or, or you, um, you have to, you know, spend your your life's journey trying to seek out this promotion yeah. or belt or anything. Because really, I mean, the belt just holds your your gi together. You know, it <laughs> that, really does. That, that's that in itself is, it keeps is people from seeing cool. your nipples and your belly button. Yeah, yeah, your pants you know? falling down. Yeah, it doesn't really matter what color <laughs> the belt is. I, I that that's that's very cool. I. I don't know. Like, I, it's. Uh, I, I think there'd be a lot of crying involved. There, there would be. There'd be a lot of complaining. Uh, I wouldn't. I wouldn't argue with that. <laughs> I, I, w- I would complain a lot. There'd be questioning why am I here? I, I'd be like, Do you want to go to Red Light? <laughs> that happens. At, at some we point, have a brewery next door. At, at some point, I would. T- What's next door? Uh, Is it man, Deadly uh, Sins? Uh, what, what? There's uh, Broken Strings. Okay, that sounds about right. Yeah, and uh, Black Cauldron. Okay, fine. You. you you're doing it right over there. Oh man! Um, I actually, I'm going to ask you some questions now. See, I give you the power, and I take it back. Oh man! Yeah, see, that's, that's it's the old switcheroo. It's what I do here. It's a mind fuck. Uh, question number one for you, and I kind of base this around what little I know about you. Uh, do you fear death? That's sub question, and why? Um, no, no, not really. Good. I'm kind of swallow my water that's okay uh i mean i've kind of already dealt with it to some degree on different levels so many times that it's not so much that it's a fear it's just it's inevitable and i know i know it's going to happen and i'm really glad it didn't happen a couple ways that 
I got close. <laughs> so, <laughs> you know, it, it, you know, it's one of those things. And that was, I mean, that was part of repossessing airplanes and that was part of flying. Yeah. You know, I mean, I, there were bad airplanes and then there was me being complacent <laughs> and, and between the two, I had some weather incidents and I had some mechanical incidents that could have been a lot worse and uh, and they didn't turn out that way but I'll tell you what I actually did a seminar um, uh, the FAA has a program called wings and a friend of mine is a hot air balloon pilot uh, they uh, own uh, Black Hills balloons in uh, South Dakota and they're great. They're from uh, the Orlando area also, and fly uh, out of Orlando balloon rides when we're here when they're here for the winter time. And uh, Keeley and Damien. So if anybody ever wants a balloon ride, man, it's a great place to go. Tell them, uh-huh. awesome. <laughs> but hear me out. This guy asked me. He goes into the gym a lot, or when he's in town, and asked me to do this seminar. Was, uh, just a you know, basically speak about. Uh, my involvement in aviation and fitness uh, because I was doing both at the same time I was I was always involved in martial arts while I was while I was doing uh, my flying job and I mean to the to a full-time job on both ends um, I think that in the incidents that I had looking back in retrospect but not knowing then uh, that martial arts is what saved my life yeah because Martial arts taken very seriously is multitasking under pressure. And you're constantly multitasking under pressure. And if you panic, you're going to get caught. Yeah. And you have to learn to calm yourself down, even, even when you're at the brink. You know, when you're, and when you're being really competitive, and I was really competitive, which is why I ended up with that nickname. It wasn't so much that I was mean to guys in the gym. I wasn't at all. I, was, I, I feel like I was very helpful to everyone. But when it came time to roll, uh, I wanted to win. Yeah. And I wanted to win because I was competing on, on a larger level than some of the guys. I wasn't a hobby guy. I was, I was doing this two times a day, six hours a day. I, I devoted a lot of my time in my life to learning this skill once I, once I got hooked on it. Um, and so I wanted to be really good at it. Well, multitasking under pressure is also what's happening when things are going wrong in an airplane. It's a symbiotic relationship. Absolutely. Yeah. It can't fly without you and you can't fly without it. Yeah. And if you panic and really time and altitude are your, are your key things here. Um, if you panic, that time that you panic is also that altitude you've lost. And airplanes don't just like fall. You know, yeah, like TWA had a major malfunction uh-huh. and it exploded. It, you know, but that's, a, that, you can't. Yeah. There's nothing that anyone could do. There was nothing anyone could do then that they can look at now and go, oh, well, that's why it happened. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, how long did that guy have to figure that out? He's in the airplane when that shit went down. He was like, he's just a passenger. He just has control of what's going on. Yeah. You know, when when people look back and go, and, you know, well, we, you know, spent two years, you know, going over the debris. And one of the things that I had to do in getting my commercial pilot's license was go through an NTSB class. What's that? Uh, National Transportation and Safety Board. Okay. And uh, they're the ones that investigate airplane crashes and whatnot. 
and you know we you know we listen to other people come up with their own conclusions and whatnot and a lot of people like to blame pilots and because uh, it's the it's the cop out so you know oh, it's pilot error you know it's pilot error the dude's strapped in a seat man steering <laughs> steering this airplane you know like what 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 is he gonna do he doesn't have like wrenches and stuff there's no like compartment that he, he can, can like climb, climb down, down yeah. in to work on the motor and this belt broke yeah yeah oh dude yeah. man that's you know yeah <laughs> fuck you dude and fucking pilot air crazy so i think that would go to go along with death like when you start to like when you start to realize that like you died I died yeah, yeah you know I flew through a thunderstorm once and it was terrifying and it was absolutely one of the most terrifying I, I have dreams about it like I have I literally have recurring dreams periodically yeah and the last time I went up with my friends uh, in their hot air balloon uh, was in town and uh, I took my wife up with them for the first time yeah. which was awesome and she loved it she was instantly hooked she talked about it all day and uh, at the end of that night it had been talked about so much and we had just knocked it around so much that I had I had an anxiety attack in my sleep having a dream about a bad situation in an airplane <laughs> so, so you know it's kind of like one of those it's you know you get to the point where it's like yeah you know what death is going to happen yeah it, I'm just glad it didn't happen that way it, 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 i'm glad i got past that and now maybe the way that it happens could be a little more passive but i don't know you know i don't know it, it's the great common thing it's that yeah, we all get to share it man. Yeah, every, it's gonna happen to you and it's gonna happen to me and you have a choice in the way you're gonna go yeah i mean depending the, on how you live part. your life yeah, yeah for the most part the I mean, most obviously part, yeah. the, the the cancer can get yeah the cancer but, the car accident you know, but, that but, would but suck. It, it doesn't that i had this conversation with my mom literally like two and a half hours ago she she's like she was about ready to hang up the phone it's like be careful out there the world's crazy and I'm like why would why would i ever be careful <laughs> it's crazy now like, yeah it's it's been always been crazy i could walk out the door and get hit by a bus dude it's we're like tame we were so the world is totally and completely tame now and that's, that's what i was trying to tell her like i it i my mom religious not in your face about it but but I, I i try to tell her like if my number's up my number's up yeah. you know, I, I i i'm i'm not gonna not go to a section of town if there's a show there or a bar i want to go to just because i'm worried about someone it, it just doesn't make sense to me to censor my life because i'm, I'm afraid of something yeah you know and, and I, again i mean i i, I obviously I, I i make good decisions and i try not to put myself at risk but but that being said i'm not going to not do something because i'm a i'm scared the boogeyman's gonna get me or something it, it just this is dumb question number two for you and this one's uh, totally silly uh if all four and again I, I kind of sort of put this around what i little i learned about you know, I don't normally do that but you seem interesting uh if all 45 of the u.s presidents were placed uh, in one room at the edge of a coliseum and were to fight who would win oh andrew jackson you think so oh 100 yeah he's a badass oh yeah yeah he had to reach he was tall dude right ah man he's just a bad motherfucker dude. <laughs> i mean uh, and you know i i could say that there's a lot i could disagree with him about in you know the trail of tears in particular yeah that's that's not and, good. you know the indian yeah. wars but, yeah but at the same time 
like uh, the dude was I mean he was the man he got he got things done that, that people wanted I mean he was the guy that beat the bank well, the president that beat the bank he shut down the bank he got rid of the central bank no other president's done that they all talked about it you know what I mean and so I'd have to say him good for you you I'd you, say if there was a second it would be Teddy Roosevelt he, he seemed like a bit of a badass so too yeah I think it'd be them two battling it out they'd be the they'd be <laughs> just, the, at the end of the bracket the last, is this a now wait a minute the last two fights. is this a bracketed system or I, is it like a Royal Rumble because I, 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 no, if it's brackets you know where you got these two versus these yeah, two I think we're going that I think they're gonna yeah they're okay. gonna come down to the end Lincoln would probably come down just because I know he had wrestled so just yeah. a little background <laughs> but I uh, yeah I, I think it would be this okay and we, this question number three we did this in the podcast before this I don't normally do these uh, because I, there's another podcast locally that does verses like this versus that but uh, uh, while we're talking about hypothetical battles uh, the, tell me who's gonna win these two these fights uh, Jimi Hendrix versus Eddie Van Halen go Oh, Jimi Hendrix versus Eddie Van Halen, and, and it's not necessarily I, a fight. It's just them. Oh, them? Yeah, that's or, or uh, however you perceive oh, the question. Man. Eddie Van Halen. Okay, uh, the tiger versus lion. A tiger. Tiger. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, a Brad Pitt versus George Clooney. Oh, Brad Pitt. Okay. Uh, uh, mustard versus ketchup. Uh, mustard. That's 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 the right answer. God versus Satan. Uh, I just I think they'd kill each other. Okay, ba- Batman versus Spider Man. Batman versus Spider Man. Um, I'd have to give it to Spider Man. Wrong. Okay, Eminem. <laughs> it's just like saying wrong, yeah. as, as if there's a right, right answer to any of this stupidity. Uh, Eminem versus uh, Kanye West. Oh God, uh, Eminem. Okay, uh, uh, Pepsi versus Mountain Dew. I, and I pick those two because they just seem like the dumbest sodas. Uh, Pepsi versus Mountain Dew. Yes, uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna run my Audible and go with L8. <laughs> what? Yeah. what? What is L8? It's a Mountain Dew like L or a non-alcoholic beverage out of Kentucky. Okay, so you're 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 going from the rafters. This, yeah. this stands on with yeah, L8. This, this, yeah, this one came off the uh, turnbuckle. Okay, the, the, the Hulk versus Optimus Prime. Uh, the Hulk. Okay, I wasn't even. Uh, Optimus Prime is like a mask, I think. I, Optimus Prime is a, a transformer. Okay, um, but you know, I mean, technically, the Hulk, as he gets hurt and angrier, he gets larger. So okay. I think that at some point, the, the, time, this one's dumb. Uh, oh, bam! <laughs> as if the rest of these were really yeah, smart. Yeah, yeah. So far, you're, yeah. you're you're on a roll. Yeah, I know. Uh, bam, bam from the Flintstones versus ten very well trained babies of normal strength. I'm going with the babies. You think so? Oh, yeah. Okay. But he's the world's strongest baby, though, and he's got that, that thing, that, that bam, bam, bam thing. Yeah. Okay. I'm just going to go with the babies. Okay. I don't think they'll win, maybe, but yeah. I'd like to see the whole thing happen. Yeah, it's like bop a mole, but like way more entertaining. This has been an ongoing theme on my podcast. If I could produce any TV show without any restrictions, like with society getting in the way with rules and stuff... Baby gladiator fighting, I think, would be the number one show on television. Babies pa- pa- battling it out. Parents would be into it. But why isn't there like you know? Because you, you we go to you go to Chuck E. Cheese and all that. And, <laughs> I don't. And yeah. you know, well, I know. But yeah. I mean, if you're if when, do you have a niece or nephew? Yeah, they're they're old. Thank God. Yeah. 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 At some point, and it's inevitable. I've been to Chuck E. Cheese. Yeah, it's you smelly. Know, yeah. And and you have all of the stress of all of these kids birthday parties just as a whirlwind in this place yeah 
why isn't there like a baby head boppa mole game for parents just to be <laughs> shut like fucking A Fuck I gotta go over here for a minute it's five bucks I'll play twice okay two more uh, shark versus hippo uh, hippo okay and the last one Ron Howard versus Clint Howard Ron Howard versus Clint Howard I don't even know who Clint Howard is Clint Howard is do you ever watch the Andy Griffith show yeah remember yeah. The, the little kid with the peanut butter sandwich dressed like like a, a, a cowboy oh, God, man he was no, he, I don't it's, it, it's, it's oh yeah 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 yeah, the, yeah. it's Ron Howard's it's little Ron brother Howard's goofy looking little yeah he, he's, oh, I think he would win I, Clint yeah because I think he's got that angry Just, fuck yeah look at angry, him I'm, angry. I'm not Ron Howard yeah I don't even know why I took that career that, that, that's, that's the right answer okay good I look like that I'd definitely fight okay <laughs> yeah I, I, Clint, I, I think Clint's done okay I'm not worried about Clint I'm just saying yeah, I'd be, I mean you could act too I don't, I don't I know that you definitely let that face go you I, know I, like I mean the, come on I, I like when the, you're blessed with that kind of face it's time to it's time to box I like the fact that that uh, Ron lets Clint be in a lot of his films if you look at any older, the older Ron Howard films, Clint is in the back where I'm someplace doing yeah, something. He does, he's, a, he's a good actor, though. Yeah. He I, actually is. I mean, he, you know, he does he does a good job for the parts that he's given because they are definitely typecast for him. Um, question number two from you, please, sir. Mm. Caught you off guard. Question number two. Yes. What is your opinion on plastic bags? And by plastic bags in particular... I mean the Publix version or Walmart version that you get when you're offered paper or plastic. I um I take them, and I I, I think that might be the wrong answer. Uh, but and I don't even can we recycle those? I'm not even sure. I I, I'm, I don't know, man. I, no, I, no one I knows. Pull right? them out of trees downtown yeah. all the time. Yeah. I see them dusting down like like tumbleweeds down Church Street and and go out and grab them when I can. I I just you know and I I used to take them. Yeah. And I used to recycle them myself. Okay. So I would Good use for them for different things. Yeah. You know? And now I just hate them. Every time I see them, I hate them. Every time my wife and I were, and really uh, the reason I asked this question, um, and I had thought of this on Sunday, when my wife and I were at the beach, and um, we got to the beach, and we didn't realize where a friend of ours had told us to go was no dogs. So we had already brought all this stuff and everything. So I was like, look, let's just lock this in the truck, and we'll just walk down the beach an hour one way and walk back an hour the other way, and we should be okay. Yeah. And... So, uh, man, I picked up so many fucking plastic bags that it was just like, just, what, what is this? I want to know. I, I want to know other people's opinion I, um, of why we need these things. Like we, they, uh, the other bags, a dollar. We we don't. Fifty percent of your groceries fit in it. We, we we don't need them, and I don't understand. I don't remember why we don't have paper bags. Why don't we have paper bags? We had them most of my life. We had paper bags. And you can recycle it. Yeah. And reuse it over and over and over again. It's it's completely biodegradable in every way. You know, I just I just don't know why. And when I go outside and see one just go I'm just like, fuck, why is the And that being said, I probably have probably $20 worth of those bags that they sell you at Publix or Target or whatever underneath the counter that, that I, I planned on bringing with me every time I go food shopping but I, I never remember to bring them and it's just my wife and I do you guys have kids or anything? no yeah no. so so shopping I don't know how you shop but shopping's like a like 
every two days you wind up going to Publix and and getting groceries. So it's it's hard, and I try to keep them in my car, and I'm just not that disciplined. I just buy them every time I'm there. I buy them. <laughs> You're a better person than every that. time I'm there, dude. Because it, it's two bucks, two bags, two bucks, and like, you know, it's only two of us too. So. But with that being said. You've got all that plastic underneath your counter, <laughs> like that. That at some point, that's going to wind up in a landfill. Also, well, I, you know, now I mean, there's plastic. We're surrounded by. No, I, I know. I, 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 I get. I get. Yeah. The, I get the the plastic argument. It, it's it's ridiculous. But I think there's certain ways that we can reduce. Uh, that we like. I think if we're charging a dollar or you know ninety nine cents, whatever. Yeah. The same difference. Uh, for. A recycled bag that's somewhat cloth. It's recycled garbage is really what they make it out of. But is there cloth in there? There, I, I believe so. Probably I'm, make I'm it stronger, pretty sure right? they're recycled yeah, that garbage. Sense. For yeah. The most part. Um, but for this recycled bag, and yet they'll offer you this shitty plastic bag <laughs> for <laughs> that's that's really barely reusable. But but the shitty plastic bag for free. What if they just said, "Well, it's twenty five cents for the plastic bag." That's it doesn't it, they're. Didn't California do that for a while, and uh, then then uh, they like outlawed plastic bags? Yeah, I think I know Morocco's outlawed plastic Good. bags, and, and they were like the, the second largest user of them next to us. Let's make it harder, man. I think we should. I just, I just for whatever reason that that one gets me more than anything. You know, yeah. that more than straws or any of the other thing. You know, the six pack holders for beers and yeah, all that. Bottled kind of water. But, but look, they changed a, all those things. That's a big fucking stupid thing too. But yeah, bottled water is stupid. Why <laughs> the fuck would I drink bottled water? And, I, and I'm guilty. Filter water out of my refrigerator. I, I, I've I've grabbed bottled water. I, I I if there if I have one healthy habit in my life, it's drinking lots of water. I mean, uh, right there. Uh, but but I, I I try not to drink bottled water because it comes out of the tap pretty much for free for the most part. I choose to believe it's mildly healthy, and it, it, worst case scenario, there's only a little bit of stuff that's going to make me crazy when I get old in it. Um, that was your second question. Hey, uh, besides the folks over at Red Light, Red Light, we've got a second sponsor, Bama Pama Vintage. There's two ways you can shop online. If you're not in Orlando, you can shop with them. Go to Etsy, E-T-S-Y dot com, and go in their store, B-A-M-A-P-A-N-A. Put that in the search bar. It'll come up, and you're going to see the best men's wear in all of Etsy. Uh, suits, ties, tuxedos, denim, shirts, hats, anything like a stylish guy, someone who really cares about what he's going to wear and realizes that the mall sucks and men's warehouse sucks. Uh, go in there. Look around when you buy something, because you will, because it's all cool. Uh, discount code, SCOTCH. Put it in there and you get 15% off. If you live locally, they do pop-ups all over Orlando. Pretty much probably two or three times a month, there's going to be something in Orlando where they're going to be at. They'll have their booth. You can go in their booth, try it on. Uh, odds are they'll be able to tell you where it came from, who wore it, what it's made out of, uh, where it was made, the history of whatever it is you're buying. And then when you buy from them at the pop-up, mention Scott's Good Conversation, get 15% off. B-A-M-A-P-A-N-A, Vintage. Put it in Google and... Uh, I'm just don't shop at the mall. It's terrible. Question number four to you. Uh, did you enjoy your first kiss? Ah, uh, fuck, I don't remember it. <laughs> How old are you? Uh, I don't I don't remember. Really? That uh, makes me sad. Yeah, I really don't remember my first kiss or yeah. even who it was. Um, oh. Yeah. It was early? Was it early? Were you like nine? I was, yeah. Wow, you a player, yeah, dude. I was nine. Yeah. I, I started a lot at nine. Yeah. <laughs> 
a lot started for me at night. I was still sleeping with the door open because I was afraid of the boogeyman at night. Yeah. I, I grew up in the middle of nowhere, so you know, before I moved to Louisville, uh, I lived in nowhere. Yeah, and uh, so it. You know, you started, you got, everything got done early. Because lights out. <laughs> Not so much lights out, it's yeah. just boredom. Yeah. You know, you snuck out, you, you know, you push your four-wheeler down the driveway so that your mom wouldn't hear you start it up and then go down the street to your friend's house or whatever, you know. Um, actually, you know what? I do remember the first person I kissed. Okay, before. good. And I guess it was all right. Yeah. Now that, now that I really think about it, and that actually sparked my mind and... Because that's what I had to do was go down the road. <laughs> what, what, and I was probably about nine, eight, nine, ten. Good for you. Yeah, 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 yeah. So it was good. It was all right. You know, it wasn't bad. Okay, because I feel like my. I, I started thinking about when I saw that quest. Do we steal these off the internet? We don't write them. Yeah. Um, I started thinking about it, and mine was okay, but I, I wasn't nine. I was like. I think I was might might have been fourteen or something. Uh, that's when I lost my virginity. Oh God damn! You are the most interesting person in the world. Uh, uh, not that interesting, but I can tell you, you are more interesting than me. You should write a book or start a podcast. Uh, question number five for you: What's in your pockets? Nothing. Nothing. That's why I carry that bag. Uh, well, you don't have to go through it, but give me give me a hint on you. You got a bag, and it looks like there's stuff in it. Like that's that's like a proper dude bag. What do you, what do you carry? What do you get? Is that your jam bag? Like it's, you got to get it's out everything of Dodge? I would need to to. Um, have you know the normal things in life and then everything else that I would need to make sure that I got home <laughs> it's a jam bag yeah so, get home and get the girl and get out yeah kinda yeah yeah I, I, I mean, it's not not yeah to some I, degree but yeah I, I have the version of that there you know what's in it uh, earplugs in case I have to sleep uh, um, wipes for my glasses because I normally wear glasses and a book that's, yeah. that's 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 my jam. That, that, that's so apparently you would you would probably live and yeah. I would I would die. But I yeah, have a, I'd, you know, you'd I'd have a good I'd have a good book. Yeah, you'd have a good book. <laughs> um, Books are good. Uh, question number six for you. Uh, how would you deal with a clone of the opposite sex? Your clone of the opposite sex. And let's assume like like uh, there there was no wife. It's just you know you you're you're single dude. And you're single, Mitch, and you walked into a bar, or, or, or you're at work, and so it, I don't know. It's my clone. It, well, it, it looks like you. It's acting like you. It, it's it's a it's a clone of you. I don't know if I'd sleep with me. <laughs> I would sleep with I, me. I've told almost every female that I've slept with. <laughs> I've, I uh, totally I, sleep I, with me. You know, I yeah. Uh, yeah. I don't know. That would be awkward. That would be awkward for me. I'm, I. I, I I don't, know. I don't know if I'd hang out with a chick that looked like me. <laughs> You're a very handsome man. Come on. Uh, well, <laughs> or a very handsome chick. Yeah, yeah well, I, mean, I, don't, I don't know if you'd make a good chick. Like, yeah, thanks. <laughs> yeah. And there we go. The mustache, first there of all. lies the problem. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, yeah, yeah, I think, yeah, I don't know. I'd probably not. Yeah? Do you think you'd like her? Like... Well, I mean, I would definitely get along with her. We'd, get, we'd agree on everything. You guys are you know? focused. Yeah, if we're if we're yeah. if we're in one hundred percent common. But I mean, I have that relationship with with women. I have, you know, I'm, I have a good re- relationship with a lot of my friends' wives. I have a good relationship with with women that come into the gym. Uh, I was raised. My, my mom was a single parent, so and we lived in the middle of nowhere, like I was just saying. So, um, I would, you know, I was raised primarily around a female all the time uh-huh. um, so you know I 
would most definitely get along with her. But yeah, I don't know that I would pursue her. <laughs> She'd have to be shorter. I like shorter chicks. Yeah. You know what I mean? Uh, but yeah, yeah, it's just, but yeah. How long have you been with your wife? Uh, seven years. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, we've been together for seven yeah, years. Is she uh, a, uh, a mixed martial arts person? No, she uh, she works out. She works yeah. out a lot, which yeah. uh, which I find very attractive. I think that uh, people taking care of themselves is a good thing because it's one less thing that I have to take care of. You know? <laughs> and I, I've been married before, and I've been married to someone that I did have to take care of uh -huh. all the time. Yeah, that's no constantly, fun. Constantly, yeah. and it's, it's not fun, you know. And, and when you... When you don't have a kid and you're having to take care of someone, it's kind of like, what the fuck's going on? Well, well I could have a kid and do this. Yeah, yeah. you know. Um, so, so yeah, you know, it's it's a great relationship. You Good. Know? And she's also from Kentucky, uh -huh. uh, which which makes a lot of things a lot easier, you know. And, and you know, like getting along with in-laws and parents and all that kind of stuff is smooth because they're great people too. And, Good. You know, we all have, you know, we're all like-minded. Yeah. So. Yeah, well, that, that, that's cool. You, you, I, I, love, I say this all the time on the podcast. Um, you, you, you're not a smiley dude. You smiled a little when you're talking about her. Yeah, yeah. You yeah. Know, I mean, yeah, I have that face. Yeah. But, yeah. Yeah, yeah she makes me smile. For Good. Sure. That, that's nice. Will she listen to this? Uh, most likely, yeah. Uh, yeah. I can't. I wouldn't imagine she would miss it. Yeah. Uh, your third question for me, please. You said a bunch, so whatever you think the most difficult one will be hit me I, I don't know that anything was uh, really in particularly difficult but what do you think about the great flood are you talking about Moses well Noah Noah that's what I meant yeah thank but, you Moses, Moses but not necessarily part in yes. the sea yes uh, the, the biblical flood yeah it, but it, also cultural flood that that has uh that, well, not cultural, but the the same flood that is spoken of in many cultures, not just not just ours. I'm not totally aware of how it's spoken of in many cultures. Um, I had a the uh, the sous chef from Smiling Bison when it was up the street. I don't know if you know Smiling Bison. Yeah, yeah, a dude yeah. named Elliot came place. in, uh, and I, I asked him about about. Noah's Ark and the flood and, and uh, it, it was it was crazy it was almost as if he knew I was going to ask the question and he regurgitated these facts about it, it, how big the boat would have to be if there was two of every animal and the logistics involved of having two of every animal and how, how much water would have to cover the earth and how deep it would be and somehow he there was math involved he's very bright the dude is stupid yeah. smart uh, it was amazing to me like I said it seemed like he, he was expecting me to ask these que this question he just regurgitated that quick it always seemed like nonsense to me I the 40 days and 40 nights setting out the dove and coming back with a olive branch is that yeah, the story? Branch, yeah, yeah uh, I, it's I'm, I'm not a religious dude I grew up religious I, and some of the parts of the Bible just seem really fucking silly to me yeah. uh that that might be one of the stories <laughs> well I, i'm not religious at all yeah and yeah. uh and uh, but i i love history yeah and i've been listening to uh several other podcasts not mine well, uh, uh, i'll uh, kick yeah, your ass uh, no i won't okay as, yeah as uh, as well as um audiobooks okay i like i like audiobooks a lot because i 
and I don't have TV or anything in my house. Yeah, no, no, like literally no television. Literally no television of any kind. Good for you. And uh, or any way to hook up a television or anything that would that would be that way, other than plugs. Yeah, I don't have a cable service or anything. Okay. And in doing that, I, it's very easy for myself and my wife to keep up with the house. You know, it's you, you come home, I can put on a podcast, which I now that I know about your podcast and, and, through, and through John. No, no, yeah. no, absolutely. I, 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 really, I, really, I really enjoy um, podcasts as a background. It's nice. Because it, it, yeah. you do, you, you, you get to multitask. I, yeah. I, as we said before, I'm a multitasker, and, and I like, I like, so I like to be able to do things around the house and at the same time be be entertained. Yeah, and um, there's some really interesting new theories and and really almost facts now about this flood that that I have just been become aware of, and within the last 20 years, uh, there have been some research on it that has made it. Um, a lot more plausible okay and it's not so much that it was this great flood as it was this great incident and the incident happened in such a magnitude that we can't understand you know i mean um, one particular guy this guy randall carlson who's a geologist is basically claiming that the Grand Canyon and the Mississippi River Valley and the Ohio River Valley and the Cumberland River Valley were were made in weeks because a meteor or okay. a comet struck struck northern uh, North America yeah, at yeah. the time yeah twelve thousand years ago and when it happened and within these two mile core of ice samples they have um, they they've done all this research and they can actually research the weather back 250,000 years. Crazy. It's fucking crazy. Yeah. And and so and they've only been doing this. They took 5 years to get the sample, but it's been, been working on researching these samples, this core, 2 mile core, you know, of of the North Pole essentially, yeah. you know. Yeah, yeah. Um and then they find these weather anomalies. Uh, which kind of goes with another with another one of my questions, but hey, hit me. You can do you get a bonus question what the fuck? What about Atlantis? Do you believe in civilization before 9,000 years ago? Yeah, I mean, I know, I know little or nothing I, I, I know of Atlantis. Uh, and to go back to your, your, your earlier question with the Great Flood, uh, I'm not denying there was a Great Flood. I, I, that could have happened for sure. I don't, I don't doubt that for a moment. Uh, I'm denying the big boat into a very <laughs> well. It's a fa- it's yeah. a fable. Yeah, no, I, I, but there are some people who believe that actually happened. Uh, um, yeah, I mean, I'm sure there was a big flood like, at some point you know, in the the course of the, the history. I think the arc happened to some degree. Okay. Now, I, now, I'm not saying the raising of two animals. Yeah, that, two. That, that seems difficult right. at best. But I think that, and I think that it would be a real. I think you would be fascinated by this just because. I think it's off of what you you might expect. Yeah, you know, because when when I asked you about it, I just asked about the Great Flood, not so much 
the religious side of it. I, I guess like everybody I, immediately leans that. to that. Yeah, you know? the, the, that's, and it's funny because I've just gotten into this subject in the last month or so. Uh, heavy, super yeah. heavy. And when I ask people about it, I say the same thing. So what do you think about the Great Flood? Yeah, so you were testing me. Yeah, yeah. to some degree. I failed miserably, didn't I? Not really. Story of my life. Not yeah. really. Yeah. But, but I think that... Uh, in listening to these guys talk about it, yeah, this great flood is in every cultural. You um, said that, yeah. Every one, yeah. Every one, and and what's unique is that that um, it, it if it happened, it would have it would have raised the water levels, right? Because remember, it hit North America, not. In theory, yeah. in their theory, yeah, it hit North America, not the Arctic Pole. So if it hit North America, it's blowing up glacial gl- glacial ice. Excuse me, <laughs> glacial ice that is that that is on Earth, yeah. not on water, which would mean it would have raised the water levels of all of the planet, yeah, because all that water would have cascaded honestly into the air and then. So where do where does everyone settle? Okay, well, well on beaches, on water sides, on they're so, moving inland. Yeah. So as this happens, and it would probably take years yeah. for the water level of the globe to rise, but as this happens, I think they would have warning, and I think a Noah of sorts would gather people together and and try to find some way of building their ship to exit this. But I don't think that. I don't think that he ran around and grabbed two monkeys <laughs> and two giraffes and two. Okay, I, I think I think basically what he did was he grabbed enough of what they needed to survive, like much like people are trying to bug out now. How 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 long ago was this? So what's funny is that in these guys' theory, it's two of them: Graham Graham Hancock and Randall Carlson, both. Uh, kind of off the wall scientists but at the same time yeah. they've only been off the wall because they're against mainstream everything yeah. and all the mainstream people are somewhat biblically based yeah, yeah. sorry that's yeah. it you know and they all think that the, that civilization de- developed at a certain time well um, what's happened is that uh, these guys are saying that we were civilized before this incident okay Right. But we were in an ice age. Yeah. So civilization was pushed a little bit further south. Okay. Yeah, it has to be. Then when this happened and you wipe out all the, the, the river areas, so where all these rivers were, the water came through. Yeah, we're moving back. A lot of people flooded. Yeah, dead, they got dead. wiped away. Yeah, yeah. They're just gone. Yeah. You know? And then, like, everybody that's, that's you know, on the ocean shores of all the different continents they're moving out they start to move out as the water table rises okay you know what i mean yeah so i I think really like the the reality of the flood and what it did to us humans is it wiped out a lot of us yeah like like millions yeah and set us back almost like a reboot to the point that it scarred us in our dna so that now that we all talk about it and, and that we all refer back to it and, and some of us go, ah, yeah, I mean, I don't believe in that story so much. But but think about it, it happened 12,000 years ago. Okay. And then it's still talked about today. Now, in core, core like uh, putting it in along with Atlantis, right? Atlantis is supposed to have been this, you know, this cultural, you know, of 
you know, scientific uh, uh, excellence that you know was far beyond what everybody else was, and it was yeah. talked about by Plato. But from what these guys are talking about in this particular podcast, or also a lot of their uh, audio things, is that this happened and the story was told by Plato, but he's telling the story about 9,000 years before him. And he's referring to it as it's 9,000 years before him when he's telling the story of Atlantis. Well, 9,000 years before Plato is 12,000 years before us. Okay, around the same time. Okay, you, so it's you really, me around this. That's, you, it's you, pretty cool, man. It's worth it's worth looking. At. It's worth looking at. That's because my like, yeah. because literally, it's worth looking at. And I, it was it was the first question I honestly thought thought about asking you when when you told me I had to ask three questions. Yeah, yeah. That, I was that's, like, oh, that, that, I'm that, that, ask that, him that, about this because I want to see if he's if he's heard about it or if he's. I, I, that's, what what was the name of the podcast? Or was it a book or was it a podcast? Uh, I, you could just look up Randall Carlson. Yeah, he's the geologist. Okay, and Graham Hancock. That's okay. how. I would go about I'll, it I'll because that, that, you're going to hit you're, it's so much information it's insane at some point someone's going to uh, interview them and I'll, I'll, I'll go from there um, last question for second to last question from you what's the best life lesson you've learned from a fictional character oh. not Clint Howard uh, well um, <laughs> the best the best life lesson I guess that I would uh, I've learned through a fictional character is that I'm I'm just I'm just buying time, you know. <laughs> Who, and, with, and what that character is that? Cool Hand Luke. Yeah, you know. Yeah, I think I so. Mean, that's just that's, yeah. that's all he's doing. Yeah, you know, the whole the whole movie, he's just killing time, and yeah. you know he's cutting off parking meter heads at the beginning <laughs> of it and not even stealing the money. Yeah, yeah. You know, with a pipe cutter. Yeah, just to get arrested. Just to be put on a chain gang, just to have fun with all those guys. Yeah, I mean, all he does throughout the whole movie is challenge some of them, challenge the system. Too smart for his own good. Too, way too smart for his own good. Yeah. But like he's just, he's just passing time. Yeah, you know. And I, I think that that kind of was a big impact on me growing up when I saw that movie the first time, and then related to it so so easily. It was like. You know, what, what, what am I going to do? I'm not going to fall into this same system that everybody else You're is. You're a pretty going. happy dude most of the time, aren't you? All the time. Yeah, you, yeah. you strike me as kind of content with your place in the universe. People ask me how I'm doing, and I tell them every day's a good day. Yeah, I know. you got I your fingers and really, toes, right? Uh, well, yeah. yeah. You know, and I mean, I, and I mean I've mean, i had, I've got other people's parts in me, and I've had a lot of things go on with my body. And yeah. I've had several surgeries, more than, more than a lot of people, you know, and I've been put back together a couple times. I um, and I have more to come. Yeah, but I, I, you know, what can I, what have I got to be pissed off about? What do I have? To, what do I have to be mad about? You know, I mean, I've been through bad relationships, and and I've been through, through uh, both both sexual and non-sexual. You know, I've been through bad relationships with just friends. Yeah. I've been taken advantage of by friends. I've been taken taken advantage of by friends in ways. That even though I was I was in a sexual relationship with someone else that went south, mm-hmm. it didn't hurt as bad as when my friend. Yeah, that that that's the stuff that bothers you. Know, kind of got you the, from. Yeah, like, motherfucker, yeah. man, how did why did you have to turn out to be that way? No, like, no. People. Request number eight, and this is the last one. Who do you know that I don't know that brings something to Orlando? Has got something to say and could hang out and would would want to come and be on the podcast? That's how you're here, by the way. 
was John the Barber from yeah, Liberty Barber Shop. Said, Love him. Said, Mitch. God, who do I know? A character. That you don't know. Uh, Sean Kelly. Do you know Sean Kelly? What's a Sean Kelly? Sean Kelly is, uh, he used to work at Cairo years ago. Okay. Uh, bartended. He would have definitely served you your drinks on Sunday. Probably. Um, he... Uh, He's a friend of mine. He's been in everything too. You know, he's uh, fighting Sean Kelly. So if you got to have a nickname on this show, that's definitely fighting Sean Kelly. Um, he uh, he's like I said, he's probably one of the first people I ever met here. Yeah. One of the first people that I ever really got along with here and, and really started to jive with and wanted to hang around with. Cool. Wanted to be around. Um, he's opening up uh, a, a restaurant. Um, Conglomerate, I guess you would say, in a building that he bought in uh, in Sanford okay. on on their little first street. Yeah, uh, he's uh, he's got a he's got a really good idea going on. I, I don't I would leave that for him to elaborate on. You know, okay. like, uh, like John left me to elaborate on me. So, <laughs> but uh, yeah, that would be that would be somebody that I would think that you don't know that you would if, that you would want to talk to and want to and want to know because he's a pretty interesting dude. If you don't mind, reach out to Fighting Sean. Kelly and see if he's into it and shoot me a message and uh, I I, see I love meeting new people this is cool yeah Yeah. this dude's cool yeah this was great man I'm I'm enjoying this Uh, remind the kids where uh, where your gym is and what you do and how to get there and get a hold of you if if you'd like to be involved I'm uh, we're at American Combat Club they can look us up on AmericanCombatClub.com we're at uh, 1016 West Church Street we're a block away from the new soccer stadium if, uh, if they're you know coming in and checking us out, they can come in and check everything out for free. There's no obligations. You know we're we're one of the few local gyms here that don't offer any kind of sign up fees or contracts or anything. We really want people there because they want to be there. Uh, we just started a kids program. It's going to be picking up and 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 full time Tuesday through Friday at four o'clock when the school year starts. And uh, but right now it's just a couple days a week. Cool. I will put the, all the links in the show notes, and uh, you seem like a stand-up guy. So if you're interested in this thing, get it, get at Mitch here. I want to remind you that uh, my my the haunting theme song of Scotch and Good Conversation was written and performed entirety in its entirety by uh, Mr. C.J. Mask, good guy, talented musician. He plays with Mike Dunn. He plays with Richard Cherfy and All God's Children. He plays around town, and if you see him playing someplace, go listen to him because he's a good dude. He records, he produces. If you want him to do your record, get at me. I'll take care of you. This show and every show is brought to you by Bama Pama Vintage. B-A-M-A-P-A-N-A. Vintage menswear, 15% off if you're a listener. And uh, Red Light, Red Light, located in beautiful Audubon Park. Uh, 2810 Korean Drive, 300 plus different bottles of beer 26 beers on tap and and they're locally owned they're they're owned by like people who live in this community orlando people so go in there and tell them that we sent you if you like this if you dig what we're doing here uh subscribe and and leave a review no one leaves reviews uh four stars five stars if if anything like lower than that just just fuck off don't listen to us anymore and don't leave a review uh if you want to get involved 407-965-5557 or scotchandgoodconversation at gmail.com facebook instagram uh twitter whatever Amit, you're my new friend 
Yeah, I love you, man. For you're, sure, you're, man. you're a good dude. Great. Thank, thank you really so really much for coming in. Uh, tell the kids goodbye. Uh, yeah, you guys take it easy. Okay, you guys, I love you. You you make me happy. I appreciate every single time you download and listen. You guys, peace. Take care. Bye bye. Thank you.